3: Ladies and gentlemen, you're live from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Strap Lead! What's
2: happening, everybody, and welcome to this another episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We are live, not really live, in Glasgow. It's a beautiful sunny day and we are here to talk about the revival of British wrestling. I am your host this week, Stephen Wilson, and I am joined by a panel who's absolutely roasting and sniffling, no pointing <laughs> elbows, David. First of all, to my right, he's been referred to as a chump and a jobber, but he's a champ in my eyes, it's Ross McClown. I love you,
0: Stephen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How's things, Ross? I've I't it. Good, good. And also joining us, he's been away for a very, very long time. It feels like after with exams, and getting power slammed and script slammed every way, every way, shape, form. It's James Murphy. That sounded a wee bit dirty, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good to be back. Good, good. And also joining us, he's snuffling, but don't worry about it, he's still on the modern day watcher rager. It's David Hockney. Hello, hello. Yeah, yes, we all have hay fever, some of us do anyway, but. I'll just cut with well, it. It's, it's just you, it's just it's literally just you. Not yeah, David, just me, yeah. that, how you, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Nice to have the sunny yeah. weather for a change. Um, and also joining us, it's the wrestling trainee, not the female <laughs> wrestling trainee as she's been called in the past. So, so sorry about that. It's Jamie.
0: Hi. How's it going? Not bad.
2: Good, good, you're looking forward to being back? We'll
0: see. We'll see if David sneezes on. <laughs> I'm not gonna sneeze on you. Relax. Mm.
2: <laughs> And also we have the MVEP. It's Quacko. What about switches?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, due to some technical issues, we are not live this week, but we are providing the usual fantastic content as always. So yeah, this is Eat Sleep Support Retweet. If you're liking what you hear. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on them all We are at tweet We might have Snapchat, I don't know Because I don't use it We don't But we I'll do th- Should we? Well, we, th- do. Th- should th- we? Th- we do Should we? Have, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, do you not think MVP sounds like a
2: really bad tag
3: team Between MVP and EC3? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i never thought
2: about that actually Because I, I, I think I was the one that coined
1: the term Actually and it just yeah, started David, that's David, why it's bad David came <laughs> up with it so it's, a better, it's a better name than Y2AJ <laughs> 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 At least we had the decency not like to put it show. <laughs> and, then and then burn it, it, it. For the next week. <laughs>
2: yes, so we are talking about the British invasion sort of thing. So we've been talking about British wrestling in the States, British wrestling's revival, anything to do with British wrestling. So if you're listening and you have some sort of input in the show, give us a message on there. Those social media feeds that we've been talking about just there. That suplex retweet on all of them. Right, so let's start off where British wrestling began very, very, very minutes ago, and it was the initial rise of the UK wrestling scene now. For anybody who talks about wrestling, i didn't most people would refer to the old days of World of Sport back in the, I believe, David, do you have a stats man? want yeah. to tell us? Can you tell us the, a bit more about the World of Sport era of wrestling? Yeah, the World of Sport, it ran for about 20 years between 1965 and 1985. And it had this uh, 45 minute wrestling segment from about 4 p.m. every time it was on air. And it was probably one of the more popular segments because it featured a big rivalry between uh, Two famous UK wrestlers, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. <laughs> yes, the modern day living legends, I think, in professional wrestling, I think it's
1: fair to say, in, in the UK anyway. Sold out Wembley and wrestled for two and a half minutes. He's <laughs> <laughs> an absolute Has <laughs> anyone watched the matches between the two back in the I've day? I've seen I'm the two and, and a half minute one and it felt a hell of a lot longer than you <laughs> <the show.
2: laughs> Yeah, it was actually, the world of sport was like, this, it was the sort of main sports era before like Grandstand and that came along because they always played the results at the end as well. Yeah, i reckon seeing in saying they had various different types of all the sport but the wrestling was one form of it but... Yeah, yeah the yeah, wrestling yeah. was just like a 45 minute segment of like a four the
0: hour show. Like football hang of well.
1: Yeah, uh, there was no one day battle than the FA Cup finals. That's how popular wrestling was in the 60s and 70s. It was absolutely massive. I mean, before
2: obviously we had Sky, Virgin, BT, obviously... Uh, Port- back in the days, two
1: full-time channels.
3: There's something definitely to be said for having wrestling on a, a free TV model because that's what they do over in India, they get the WWE for free. right? so Ron Smackdown or on Indian just regular TV. So that's obviously got to do with this massive popularity over there and just as it used to be as popular over here, stuff like that.
2: Interesting yeah, it's, it's on free over there, I mean, could you, it's, it's hard to imagine having free wrestling anything, I mean obviously yeah. we're used to having WWE on Sky. I mean, uh, we've always been top in the past with the Aji family's massive cable package. I <laughs> cable package alone!
3: We had it on a NTL back in the day, before that was... Well, like that, was that, that was, was nudging, yeah. Yeah, we had NTL. Uh, uh-huh. I don't remember what channel it was on, but I used to get up really early and watch Smackdown. Did it mm. not
2: used to be on like channel 4 as well, for a brief oh.
0: stint.
3: Yeah, so yeah.
2: me Young got her... Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> me also as well. She got her massive cable package out
3: yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> like, two. Aw. <laughs> oh. oh. ah, but then you know that's that, that caused a censorship route right? and uh, they were like we have to we can't show that you said, mm-hmm. obviously not family friendly.
2: Just on the subject of Big Daddy actually, he actually set back in the day he actually set the Guinness World Record for uh uh like biggest chest, I think it was, it was like sixty four inch chest. I thought me younger though. <laughs> on <laughs> a, a male wrestler, yeah. Yeah. I love, so th- you, I love how you had to clarify that. <laughs> so, that's your statistic for the day in case anybody in decided to twist that on me a bit. <laughs> so yeah, obviously you talked about uh, giant haystacks and that type of thing. Uh, anybody else got anything to talk about on those two? Obviously, massive in terms of they helped pioneer the sport. I think it's fair to say obviously we've got Two trainees in the house here, and James and Jamie. Jamie, what's your thoughts on these? What these people, these two,
0: Uh,
2: meant to the sport?
0: um, They meant a lot. Like I know people, like my trainers especially, still refer to them as like their idols for back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially when it was like back when it wasn't Americanized, so it was just mainly wrestling. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like entertaining the fans and stuff. So yeah, they're like
2: really good ones to look at just for the sake of like wrestling character gimmicks and like tag team wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, obviously the, the gimmick of the two of them. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they built the full world of sport around these two. They had other guys in, the, in there as well, with like the likes of uh, the top of Kendall Nak- Nagasaki.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm looking> uh, <laughs> from like he's like El Ligero now. El, El Ligero's from Leeds. Kendall Nagasaki was for like Manchester, His name was like, Mac.
2: There was a whole big thing, obviously, the, the reveal of Ken, Ken, Kendall Nagasaki, I think I've seen this in a documentary and it was this whole massive thing and then after that reveal he just kind of disappeared, there was a whole mystery of it, and you don't get that nowadays in the wrestling, you know. Mm. Uh, James, obviously you're the other trainee in the room, what's your, obviously these two are living legends to a lot of people
3: they're names that have been thrown around as the beginning of being able to see where like superstars like a star status essentially so like obviously with wrestling you had like these people who were like famous but only like to you mm-hmm. so like i know people that like talk about wrestling and there's some people in scotland who they so oh they will say like oh icw that's the one with grado they'll say like that whereas like he's a name you can throw around to people like may understand it but you know those two guys are names that are, like they started to help pioneer the whole bigger than a fan base sort of thing that you can understand them in popular culture as yeah. well.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Ross, do you think this is kind of where Vince McMahon kind of got his early approach to wrestling? I mean, obviously got, these two are just big guys. you know, I mean, uh, as David said many times in the past as well, Vince loves Big Sweaty Men.
1: Has <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave stole from someone else before? Yeah, Vince <laughs> <not really laughs> <big> Sweaty <laughs> We need to stop doing that, he's got a good thing You're
2: the set-piece king, remember? But um, Yeah, no, I was set-piece king before walk I, I stole it from my true king. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get sued by Coloholic. <laughs> sued, I tell you. I can clarify that Ross was the set-piece king before. My f- before wrestling podcasts were a thing, you know. My free kicks were a thing, before I got fat. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> well, let's pretend that you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, uh, you can't hide that. But no, you think this was Vince kind of got his early approach to wrestling, but he's character-wise. I think an easy
3: way to explain it would be like they they use wrestling in a way to tell a really really good story, which is similar to like the entertainment. But their wrestling itself was also like extremely technically proficient. Mm-hmm. So you had that when it still it still sort of survives today. People do talk about uh, like British re- uh, wrestling has a reputation for being. Some of it, anyway, being more technically proficient,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and that's something that you can see has
1: sort of influenced the UK scene still today as well. I don't apologise, I wasn't listening I, I, was I was a bit busy looking up Kendo Nakazaki's real His real name's Peter Thornley from Stoke.
2: Giant <laughs> <laughs> Haystacks uh, in particular had a bit of an impact in WCW as well as towards mm-hmm. the end of his career because in WCW, he went under the name of Loch Ness, very suitable for us Scottish folk. But he was um, he was part of the lead of the Dungeon of Doom. He was very Scottish as Roddy paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, sadly, I don't think he got the, the momentum going for him in that feud because he, that's when he was written off due to his cancer diagnosis. He died at fifty one. per guy. I mean, he was he was pretty much built as the heel for Big Daddy. That's why they brought yeah, giant haystacks yeah. in. I mean, it's kind of like they were J- just rivals as well. They were a tag team in joint promotions as well. You have done your research. Yeah. Yet? <laughs> As opposed to last week, <laughs> the, the one which we've not currently got to air yet, which yeah. will come, by the way. So yeah, that was embarrassing. Here, but uh <laughs> Well essentially Dave spent all half the show whenever you said, "Dave, have you heard of the Fox?" <laughs> <laughs> cut! We'll cut that. We'll cut that It's <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the big question. We'll just kind of throw this out there. I mean, if we didn't have this early day world of sport at that time, would we have wrestling in this country? Probably. Yes. We're uh, yeah. oh, yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Especially with like the tribute shows, like I think that's especially a big one for Britain when everything went
1: wrong bringing that tribute shows over, Yeah. that made it the so The Scottish popular. Undertaker, the Scottish <laughs> Rock, that, and then The Big went, Red Machine.
0: Plus yeah, imagine- an
1: five <laughs> foot
3: six. <laughs> <laughs> imagine an alternate world where there's a country that has no wrestling and Vincent Man realises this, be salivating at the mouth, it's like, they've never had wrestling before, I can do whatever I want there,
1: you know? He's <laughs> <Be> frothing, <laughs> <laughs> like, no true, Vince McMahon fashion it would be like. Are you from there? No. You look kind are of you, like you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're from Scotland.
3: Could you sit next to
1: this jewelled colour so
2: <laughs> <laughs> so <can> <laughs> Are you Ginger? You're about to be from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Seamus, David.
2: Well, yeah, but yeah, but
1: that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's like whenever you watch Braveheart, and it's oh to be sure, to be sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a great Scotsman. Are <laughs> yeah, you sound at face? Carry them. Basically, that's the thing. You know, you assume somebody's
2: ginger, you assume they're from Scotland, yeah. but no, get right. it could be Irish as well. Like, definitely that's, that's, not. That's the, the point I was trying to make.
3: Yeah. Definitely not the first thing I thought when I saw Seamus. Was like, yeah, Scotland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I get where you're
2: coming from. Oh, the the Celtic cross and the green attire don't give it away. But I think
1: we would anyway. Back to the main. question. Right. <laughs> we would still have wrestling on this show, like Jamie was saying. The tribute shows were a dark day in British wrestling. But you know, World spoke it did die, and WWE was even more popular. So with the likes of WWE rising, you eventually would have got the British promotions weaseling in on the interest of wrestling. It yeah.
2: was. It wasn't just those two either. You know, you had other opponents like in. Uh, places like joint promotions like those two went up against mighty joe quinn uh, from canada and of course fit finley they were well, i mean joe Qu- john quinn was obviously canadian but the the example was fit finley that's what i was going to go for <laughs> obviously canadian yeah. so not, not familiar that. Ca- that's a great canadian name did <laughs> <laughs> a, a good cultural impact as well because you know obviously big daddy was uh, i believe he was parodied a couple of times um as sort of in comic books because i remember reading an old. Uh, 80s edition of the Beano and he was, well, a, a sort of parody figure of him was sort of been put today, but it was called Big Papa, and he was uh, a babysitter oh. for Dennis the Menace. Yeah. The Big Papa. Yeah, Big Papa. Wrestling was mainstream media yeah. back at that point it's, but... It's, yeah, it's just, just, goes, just goes to show that there was also another cultural impact not just in wrestling but also other forms of entertainment, but you 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 you've moved it on quite nicely today. To talking about some of the names you mentioned, obviously as world of sport kind of moved away, obviously we didn't have that type of main promotion at that point in the book. But there was a lot a big influx of UK styles going over to the US, and we'll talk about some of them uh, briefly as we go along here. We'll start with one of the guys you just mentioned there, Fit Finlay. I mean, a lot of people weren't familiar with Fit Finlay's work early days. Because obviously he didn't come into WWE until very late on in his career but uh, can
3: anyone to talk to me about, about Fit
2: Finlay on, on this even if it's just his WWE run? I mean, he loves to fight. He right. loves to
4: fight, yeah. <laughs> He carries a shillelagh and he has a little leprechaun. I bought a shillelagh when I went to Belfast purely because of Fit Finlay, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, he, had a,
1: he had an Irish clover on him, even though he was from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Vince McMahon doesn't care.
3: <laughs> Plus I have heard that he that- has been quite influential backstage and yeah, 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 he yeah. was supposedly quite involved with like talent relations and stuff I've heard that he was instrumental in getting like page back and everything and mm-hmm. stuff like that so he is obviously much more than his like, on-screen presence there's a lot of these wrestlers who how do you put it once they've moved on from their like main main matches and that sort of thing they start to do more backstage work and like a lot of them have like undiscovered talent for like helping out mm-hmm. wrestling as a business as opposed to as a, an entertainment
2: scene. Well, yeah. well, he is a veteran of the business as well, so he, yeah. he's more than capable of uh, providing training and mentoring and stuff. So I think he, he plays an excellent backstage role very oh, well. The likes of Jamie Noble, Billy Kidman, the likes of the big. guys that played that kind of role backstage in Finlay's in that guy.
3: The uh, supposedly, was it Tyson Kidd, was producer on the Roland's amazing Miz match Roland's right, Miz yeah.
2: match. So, you know, he won't one memorable match from the cult. I think it's with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when that got reviewed, I I that was the the backlash name match. Yeah.
3: Everyone just thought, Oh, that makes sense now. But the yeah, Finley were like, he's also like a really entertaining figure. Like, it was good to, I,
1: I was always excited to see him in a Rumble. <laughs> yeah. For example, yeah. like, he's, he's always done something good. He was never going to be the main event guy when he got to WWE because he's aged at the time. But at the same time, he was always good as like the fourth guy in the match, the sixth guy in the Money in the Bank, the, you know, the final six in the Rumble, you know, because he was always put on a show. And he was just, like, watching as a young guy, he was just so unlikely. Is Finlay also the only person to ever be disqualified from a Royal Rumble because because yeah, he, <laughs> he, he didn't wait for his number? Yeah, he right. came out before his yeah. entry number was called. Yeah, is that a Held Horn Swoggle? Yeah, yeah. That that is the worst thing he's ever done. He's a legend <laughs> in the business, but his part in Horn Swoggle being revealed? Was like- a Horn Swoggle his son though? No, it was. No, it was the storyline was he was meant to be Vince's son, but he actually-
3: ended up being Finlay's son.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah So, okay, so, so yeah. it was so he was Finlay's son. Yeah, like don't you try. <laughs> Don't you stab my throat, he's his first day back. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was an example of Vince McMahon's cultural stereotype. He's Irish. We've got a midget, could we make him a leprechaun? Aye, by the way, you're stuck with the leprechaun, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, talking with British guy, we can't really talk about British wrestling in the Marenica without talking about the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Wembley, SummerSlam, mate, too. just summed up how popular the Bulldog
0: was. No, that's true, Do you know, that's like, my, well, my first stint uh, with wrestling was actually in Butlins Right. When I was nine years old on a tribute show. And it was one of the guys acting basically that match over again. Um, that's, that's the only one I actually owned on, owned on video at the time. So that's like the thing I grew up with. Um, not because my mum just fancied him and went watching <laughs> it, But that was, the, I think that was like the peak for him.
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, I don't think he ever hit the heights again. I mean, main eventing eighty thousand people at Wembley. I mean, we talk about rest, uh, how we crave a pay per view in the UK now and to have eighty thousand people in Wembley, yeah, cheering and having a British guy in the main event against a guy like Bray, obviously one what of the best, best there ever will be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how, but it, it, it never really hit the heights. I mean, the same can be said about his tag team part with Dynamite Kids mm-hmm. issues outside the ring, which we will talk about. They they, they they were they were a great tag team, but obviously baby yeah, boy Smith.
1: Amazing wrestler, mm-hmm. I think it was just head and shoulders. But Dynamite Kid was a bit a technical wrestler, but British Bulldog had the WWF at the time. Look, mm-hmm. and I think he was the right person at the right time because about '92 was when WWE started showing in the UK, and it's around really about that time where they, like it was back in the days of hometown heroes. And as soon as we had someone like, oh, he's British, right? I, we're gone for them. Yeah, it was the right place, the right time. Mm-hmm. One of the other examples was 1997, one night only, in mm-hmm.
2: Birmingham. It was him and Shawn Michaels' main eventing for the European Championship. So the WWF Championship was actually second to last that night. I got that. So, it, so yeah, British Bulldog was going in as the defending champion, but I think Shawn Michaels won that match by submission. And it generated quite a negative reaction from the crowd, obviously understandable because HBK was playing the heel part a bit. But the crowd, I think he still got a decent pop as a result, But so it just goes to show that you know, British Bulldog was main event material. I just don't think he got his dues at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, that was why of the ones as well. I've watched that match about a thousand times, that Shawn Michaels match, mm-hmm. because it was in a VHS thing. You'd free in the paper. It was like wild in the UK, and it was like four different matches for like rebellion and insurrection or you know that, and then that was the main event.
2: How much do you remember of the Bulldog's comeback in the late night? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, at, this, at
1: this point, he he was just he had too many personal demons. He was. He wasn't interested, he was there for the paycheck. You know, he'd also been affected by the fact that, you know, remember this time Bret Hart had started going into depression, Owen Hart had recently died. And he was just, the same with the company as well, they just didn't use him. Yeah. So they had a European title run that he lost to Valvinas. And the most memorable thing about him was the rock. Rock on the man he dog Dogfoot. I love how you have to get the rock reference on I'd shoot sure No, no, that was a natural one. Later on, I was going to go, The Rock Ones came to Britain. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, no.
2: He did also. Uh, this literally is yes, rock and roll bingo now. He was part of the six, man, the six pack challenge, Unforgiven That.
1: You replaced Undertaker. Yeah, that it, and that was like the height of his return. And he, they, they took away his. Like, he's, Music do, 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 do. It was cheesy, but it was good, and it was just a dog barking. It, it just got annoying. Yeah.
2: I mean, also, uh, we talk about the uh, British wrestlers. I mean, current day as well. I mean, the epitome of British wrestling, he is a legend in general. It's the NXT general manager, William Regal. Oh, I hated yeah. him as a kid as well. Oh, he
3: was oh, so hated. Oh, so watching
0: him Oh, <laughs> such
1: a good hilt. There was something yeah. about his
3: music that was very. Mm-hmm. it's kind of made you hate him. Yeah, it does yeah. make you hate him a lot. It's sort of like so almost dep- like oppressive and horrible about <laughs> his current
2: theme. They're no, like yeah, they're like, dead. he's one, he's one in two, oh, one? two foes Yeah, I don't want to use his cum. I think he, he still, he still uses it. Yeah, again, it's a very sort
1: of like, uh, like a fit for a king almost, really. Yeah, he's. Would you call it? His first one was like when you see in films. It's like posh women. <laughs> eating afternoon tea.
3: What? That sort of thing. I was, we, I Baroque music. You'd yes. Aye.
1: Really uh, uh, it's that sort of music. There. Uh, that was his first one, and it was just these stupid. He thought people liked him. He came out waving to the crowd like the queen. What it, did this? He was, I, he was a European ambassador. It was a European champion. It was just. He was such a naughty you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he great. There's a great story about him when he did WCW with Goldberg. Yeah. And he no-sold Goldberg something awful. Yeah, he ran And that kinda out. that kind of led to him getting released from WCW. There was also in, yeah, and near the beginning of the attitude era where he was the working man as <laughs> well. On that such note, man. supposedly,
3: uh Eric Bischoff actually recently didn't ask me anything on the internet and he himself has said that that had nothing to do with William Regal's, Regal's firing I, But it did make Goldberg look bad, which angered people, but apparently he was getting sacked before that Yeah, he
1: did. So I, that's I, an I interesting like the thing, the table, isn't it? yeah He the problem with drinking drugs at the time yeah.
2: yeah, his drug addiction was sort of late, mid to late 90s and stuff But before that, you know, he, did, he had a student in All-Star Wrestling under his uh, original name, Stephen Regal that's why he was when Steve Regal, I mean, yeah. yeah. He was, he was Steve Regal the, the thing is well, when he won the King of the Ring in yeah. WWE as well, he was supposed supposedly going to get a world title run. Mm. Or he was gonna be pushed for a number one contender for the world title, and obviously that's when he had the violation, you know. But, yeah. Uh, is he up there as one of the best that have never won the belt? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, hands down. I mean he's been in the tag team championship reign. he's been WCW television champion. Um, multiple-time Intercontinental European Champion. I mean, this man's just about done all, and he's former King of the Ring. There
1: was actually, when I was talking about I when him as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was a SmackDown on a Raw, it was two weeks in a row, and I absolutely hated him. A Rock story here. He's <laughs> Here we go. The Raw rock, rock beaten by DQ and me not realising that DQ means you don't get the title. He was still walking about, oh smug. I'm still the champion. And then on Raw, the next week, they had four number one contenders. Matches that would lead to a fatal phobia, and it was him and Steve Austin. You're like, like Steve Austin's going to absolutely leather him, and he beat Steve Austin through Triple H's help, and it was just like, I hate him so much. I have never hated, other than other than my bad gun of a brother, I have never hated him
2: <laughs> <he was laughs> so much. You talk about uh, he, obviously heel moves, I mean doesn't not many better heel moves than the power of the punch. Oh, that was great. It was that that great. was great. We also uh, now looking present day the influence that he's got on the current crop of uh, NXT guys. Yeah, uh, it just shows how big he is in the business. I mean, him and also his fellow Brit uh, Robbie Brookside. Yeah, yeah. As well, helping influence Dave's probably got fifteen million stats on Robbie Brookside. No, I just know their tag team is called the Golden Boys. Okay. <laughs> I don't have stats on that, but doing the Brookside shuffle for like six minutes in a row hurts
3: a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is true. That's not fun. But, uh, I think also,
2: but also can't forget his tag team, uh, the, the Blue, Blue Bloods, 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 as well. And WCW, well, yeah. we Triple H. Yep, and then Bobby Eaton. <coughs> Interesting something. Dave is brushed up on his stats, but yeah, all yeah, his stats have been rotten. Something I do like that I heard
4: recently is that William Regal still comes to the UK to get um, to promotions, and he actually scouts out yeah. talent. Yeah. Um, and he's, was, a, he's the man over here for the Exactly. So and trust
2: and him over here, I think. And it's
4: brilliant. Like um, when Wolf Gang at our recent interview said that and William Regal was actually at one of the ICW shows and, and this was a few weeks before he got the call to basically say you're being recruited to the UK Championship. So he was actually there scouting people. So it's still good to see they still got that influence that brings and your UK talent to the
2: NXT and so on. Hidden gem of a real William Regal match is, I think it's the last match ever of Florida Championship Wrestling before it became NXT. He had a match with Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. He puts Dean Ambrose over so much that was before Dean Ambrose was in the Shield, obviously before that. But yeah, you need to go. I think you can probably find this on YouTube. William Regal. This was Dean 2012 Regal. as well, because you know the the newly reformatted NXT. That's the year it came in. Yeah, it was literally the last
1: FCW thing. It's a cracker of a match. William Regal. There was a John Cena story about William Regal where he uh, he didn't have ring, proper ring gear. He'd like volleyball shots and. Hockey boots on, you know, and he, sorry, basketball boots on, and he asked them backstage, people ask, ask William Neil, he'll tell you what to do. And he says to William Neil, what can I do? He goes, well, lad, if you get proper gear, at least you'll look like a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and just left him standing there. He's so well spoken as well, like,
2: and the way he really sort of, um, really exerts his presence over somebody, he talks down to them, calling them sunshine and stuff, I love it when he does that. He's, He's promo
1: against Triple H.
2: Went end of Triple H battle, Eugene. Yes. that was an absolutely
1: amazing promo. He's, got,
2: he's got a great backstage promo right there. A few weeks ago before the, the NXT takeover, Quack will probably know this with Melveteen uh, Dream. Mm-hmm. And Dream just goes up to Mr. Regal, yeah. you're looking well. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: was, some uh, guy, some guy. Yeah. We're yeah. we, talking out, out, um, outside of WWE as well in the US. One of the best feuds ever in America outside of WWE He's got a Brit as well in my opinion Daniel Bryan as Daniel Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness mm-hmm. In Ring of Honor, yeah Ring of Honor, I mean Obviously We might not be as familiar with Nigel McGuinness in
1: that, but That guy could go Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen some of the Daniel Bryan matches He's absolutely amazing It was a shame mm-hmm. as well He went to TNA Yes He's Desmond Wolf mm-hmm. And they just completely ruined him He got diagnosed, I think It's...
2: He... Hep C isn't
3: it? Yeah, cause yeah, yeah.
1: of... Abdullah the Butcher Yeah, I remember that It was... Jesus. he should be running out of business. It's now. the
3: kind of thing you can't really perform with yeah. due to the fact that just accidentally you can try and let
2: these things Yeah, it. Yeah, there was, what, there was an incident with Bob Orton. Yeah, uh, Bob Orton and... Yeah, and Armageddon yeah, 2005 uh, said to tell him that he had that and yeah. he was leaving the match and the couldn't I could have caught it so... Mm-hmm. And
3: then, but you know, it's good to see that he's found success as a, a commentator and he is really, really good. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, he's him and Ronaldo. Yeah, I would
3: say those two and Corey Graves are probably the best color commentators in the WWE <laughs> but obviously Michael Cole was great when they did the UK Championship mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it was really nice to, to hear these guys and like obviously Nigel McGuinness in particular during the UK scene brought out a lot of life and like authenticity
2: yeah, it was good as well. He's also done five lives as well, yeah. yeah, which is really good as well. Does
1: anybody else get any more about this kind of era of UK stars so in the US? Hidden Jeremy, a match. Nigel McGuinness and TNA's Desmond Wolfe against Kurt Angle. Yeah, his first match with the Kurt Angle. Uh, and it was absolutely. It was meant to be going over uh, further down the line, because it was number. They'd done the TNA Top 10, long before SmackDown Store.
2: And they, the actually, they, actually,
1: <laughs> they actually. TNA actually done something with it, uh, and Kurt Angle basically. Challenged everyone in the top ten, he worked his way down the list, and it originally it was meant to give cut Angle time off. Desmond Wolfe could beat him at the first first hurdle, and then he just decided, "Ah, hey, let's just scrap that." He
2: was meant to be in the portion as well. Yeah, Ric Flair stable in TNA as well. He was meant to have, uh, but he obviously missed the cut in on that one. Uh, anybody else getting any more on the UK guys in the US at this point in time? Not for me now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, obviously that was the main period of that thing, obviously with the spell we didn't get as many UK guys over there, but obviously in the last 10-15 years, as we know from being Scottish, mm-hmm. the UK wrestling scene has had a, had a rebirth, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, with so many promotions going about, there's so much good things going about on the UK, on the UK scene. Uh, James, what's your thoughts on the rebirth of the UK scene, obviously?
3: Uh, I can't go on my news feed on Facebook without seeing a wrestling event being shared. Mm-hmm. It's like, come down to Mary Hill, let's go to Larbour and stuff like that. And I'm like, so much wrestling. Yeah. If I- you tried to go through it all, you, you would eventually just, your carbon would break down or you'd go a bit mental. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it's been interesting because wrestling was one of these things I dropped out of watching when I entered high school, roughly. And then it came about, I moved in with my current flatmate Kyle and he was watching wrestling and I was like, oh, I've not seen wrestling ages, like what's this? Who are these guys? Started watching it and I was like, oh, this is quite cool. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to the first actual ICW event I went to was Fear and Loathing when Grado won the title of Truth. Fear and Loathing. Yep, that was the first ever ICW event I went to. Wow, well, that's the fav- which is also my favorite one. <laughs> it's
2: my favorite moment I witnessed live. Yeah, as a wrestling
3: fan, I think it's fair to say. Um, but it's it's interesting because people don't talk about wrestling the way they used to. No. Wrestling people the first thing if someone, if someone asks them what are you do and I'm like oh, I'm I'm gonna do wrestling training, and they're like, Oh, sometimes they'll say, Isn't that fake? But then they'll oh, also I, I But that. they'll also then say, Oh, isn't that ICW, isn't that what Grado Does, cause they know from like T V or like Pantos and that and then it's not got as much of a just for children or or in America just for rednecks kind of following out and in 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 it's really interesting to see how it's being accepted more and more as like a good night out. Almost how, sorry, it's a bad comparison, but I'm talking about in terms of popularity here, how darts had a revival. Oh, yeah. You
1: oh, think yeah. About I that it with, it it with, it with it the darts is, is amazing. So, kind yeah. of, you think about so, that, I mean. Darts has yeah. stolen basically everything from <laughs> fair wrestling, the stupid clothing. Exactly. The outlandish <laughs> <their> <laughs> hairstyles, mm-hmm. the stunning. Have you ever seen a darts player's wife? Oh, they're stunning.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 but, that, but that's when it comes from. They're just like, Hey, maybe it is fun to go have a pint, stand in the garage, and watch guys do some really entertaining stuff. On that, on that note, I'll go across to Dave for I mean, yeah.
2: yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't speaking there for quite uh, quite a while. I need to start talking now. Dave, I mean uh, the UK scene in wrestling. I mean, yeah, what's your thoughts on it, I mean? Most people will know you're the big walk culture fan. uh uh-huh, yeah. I think that's the only. Re- relevant you have to UK wrestling? No not entirely true. <laughs> I mean I've been I've been to a few ICW events. I remember my first one was uh Space Boss in twenty fourteen that was Drew's comeback match, which and is for people who know Dave, Dave's appearance at ICW shows I've got some form of uh, WWE relation to it. Yeah. He's been he was there for Drew's first match back he was there to see the UK title dependent at the
1: ABC. Well
2: that Shucks Who's Party that's probably you know I was there both nights. I'd have to say that was probably one of the best moments when I saw uh, BT Gunn become triple crown champion, winning the Zero G Championship from Kenny Williams. That the the pop that when he made the, the submission was, was probably one Steven. of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the loudest <laughs> apparent like, in a in, a in a live show I right shows last year. That was that was fucking uh, well, Kenny for me. Uh, last, what else were we gonna no. say?
1: Yeah, I I can't really slag Dave about going to only WWE-related ICW shows because up until recently, when I started going more regularly, I only went a and Loathing every year. I went to the past three few months, and the only other show I went to before that had Sabu and Colt Cabana on it. They was just like, oh, CM Punk mentioned him once. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen half a ring of honour match, aren't I, oh, Indy? Yeah, let's go to ICW in Edinburgh. But uh, yeah. ICW recently, I've really been enjoying just for some fact. It's the first time I've been back properly, and, it, like James was saying, it's just it's a great night out, like, there was a Squarrier's last night, there like, was 18 ears the other night, I think. Oh, <laughs> it
2: was tons of, it was, it was tons. <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps in place with pleasure to be at pretty much all ICW shows, come, come find us. No, We've always is. got some kind of representative. Yeah. We will have at least one of us being there. Probably, usually not, here, probably not. Usually, usually here. Oh, he's So the also SWA, which I think is much more family friendly because it's held. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the ICW rosters featured on sort of those shows. Sometimes they do cross branding with other promotions such as Progress and even get uh, former WWE stars in there. So like Ryback was it the most recent one against grado I think that was that. That'd be a big draw. Greedo and for Jack Jester, not just casual Twitter WWE fans, fans, but also. You know, obviously, because Greg was a big draw on himself, not just because of the wrestling but because of his associations with Panto and TV and stuff. Do you know how accurate was Dave there? Yeah.
0: Quite, um <laughs> Dave's done um, well in this
1: one, I'm not going to people. Well, <laughs> I was meant to
0: be helping that show and I just remember hearing about it, going, like, how was the match? And it was like, can we really count it a match? Like, nothing actually happened till afterwards, like... I'm pretty sure he got beat with him, like, the first minute. <laughs> but then, you know, if you get the ticket money, then you can do whatever you want, I guess.
2: I mean, the thing you're seeing with the UK is that it's kind of got that feel that the US had years ago, with the kind of, everybody, everybody's got their ears. It's kind of territorial like based now. Oh, it is right. kind of territorial. Oh, yes. Areas. I mean, we've got the examples, we've got ICW and the Glasgow, and we've also got all the smaller ones around the mouth that are more prominent everywhere else. Like discoveries, and Dis- Dis- discover- Edinburgh. Discoveries, Edinburgh, PBWs. <laughs> where
3: Everywhere.
0: Where? NC, it long long. <laughs> Taking it on the road. <laughs>
2: everywhere
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> apart from Glasgow. Yeah,
1: that, that's actually a really good move on PBW's part because obviously people not from Glasgow would get sick of travelling constantly to ICW to SWA so PBW have basically seen a gap in the market and went, you know what, we're going to go everywhere there isn't wrestling. There you go Ross, you're
0: getting cocked up.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody's actually been to
2: a Defiant wrestling show yet. Which was actually established around mid twenty sixteen as WCPW. That's Newcastle country. They're there they're there there, 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 there,
0: there, uh, solid. We, we just we, go there when it's like.
1: Yeah, they're much more Newcastle based, yeah. but they've done shows in, in London as well, so I've actually heard that it is a great night out. Obviously mm. they did have the YouTube money behind us good ring mm. over big stars like Dale Garang, Cody Rhodes. But they have done a lot of like Gabriel Kidd, Prince Amin, Martin Kirby, guys who were on the UK scene that weren't exactly like the level like anyone on that and have became big stars throughout that. The
2: best moment I think from, I don't know if it was still Walk Cultural Wrestling at this point in time was when um, uh, Martin Kirby won, uh, I think it was a World Culture of All title. Yeah. Uh, in a, a rumble match and
1: the crew went absolutely crazy. I yeah, Martin like, Kirby was very popular with that crowd. So I was, mean, uh, I think that was a long time coming. It was the first time he'd hit his, like we talk about obviously at times finishers either being overused I never, He'd never hit that finish. he never hit that move before, it was always like a joke move And then you see him hesitating like I'm actually going to hit this And then he hits it and it's a shot in his face as well that makes the moment The crowd absolutely lose it but Yeah, we talk about ter- kind of
2: territory as well obviously we talk, uh, You've got the Eng- England as well, not just Scotland uh, Defiance obviously there, you've got uh, Progress in London, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean.
3: Progress are doing Wembley Arena this year Probably, yeah. the, Progress are the biggest UK probably aren't they? Overall oof yeah. uh, Well is, 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 is there a... They're, a they're trying point? They're trying
1: They're trying
3: I think So is it, is it Progress or ICW? I mean, is the best I example think. would
2: Progress
3: of this uh,
1: I think Progress looks bigger for the simple fact that Triple H is just Cherry picked all their talent, which yeah. actually works more in ICW's favour because last time they only took Wilkang, this time they've only taken Joe Coffey and Kenny Williams. So, it's like... no, don't well, so if you look at the,
2: if you look at the guys who were in the, the the SSS tournament uh, recently, uh, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bates, all those type of guys. I mean, Cassie
1: Zona was in the final here Yeah Against the guy we'll talk about later on, Zack Sabre Jr So i so just say that honestly It does work to ICW's favour for the simple fact that They still get their big draws Like, Progress have... Basically, Progress can't run shows on Big Four weekends anymore for the simple fact that WWE might want them to sit in the crowd at the table ICW's the same Bar- They've changed Bar- yeah, them Barra yeah, was
0: designed in terms of the
1: WrestleMania Yeah, but at the same time that is a smart business move out with the UK tournament. The simple fact that you know, a lot of people go, Oh, well, I'll take the Monday, off, but I'll work the Sunday so I can see WrestleMania. So they wouldn't have time to go to ICLU. Nah, to be fair,
0: I miss those nights out where you go to Badmania, go straight to Carty, WrestleMania
1: will be on the screen. Yes, yeah, right. I know it's obviously a shame for people who did do them, but obviously it does. It does mean that more people can actually do both now.
2: Mm-hmm. It was good when the, it was good when they did the square go and the rumble. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean well, that was that was. You, you cannot have over too much rumble. Yeah, yeah. 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 Unless it's the greatest Royal Rumble, which okay. <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of rumble.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, did we not see the debut of Dan Matha? I mean, what a, what a fight he put up. <laughs> And that's Super Guy. Because if you squint, he might look like Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he stood next to a relative of Yokozuna's once. I put him in there. They
3: were, uh, there was a big controversy over that because, like, they were they were doing like, asking for all these people. Apparently, they were asking for Hulk Hogan, which actually itself opened up conversations of them talking to Hulk Hogan. Because the Saudi people wanted Hulk Hogan for really the
2: Ultimate Warrior. Character. Ultimate Warrior. Yokozuna. But did the, the, South, the, the Saudi government not realise those two are both dead?
3: No, because you think they're, cool they're like all. characters.
2: I mean, I mean, the great thing as well. We, I could, have, though, we could have done a fake and fake
0: exactly, death, a fake, a season, fake, fake warrior,
2: a fake, fake warrior. Godzilla. <laughs> back, back, back on the subject. of you I'm the rebuff in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> of the UK. Uh, one advantage, I think, as well. I think it's having a scene over here has brought back the kind of media. I mean, we're yeah. obviously sitting here doing a podcast, but yeah. yeah. we talk about the likes of. Uh, we've got the. Our friend Neil Dawkins at the Mirror mm-hmm. doing so much coverage down there. I mean, the wrestlers are getting that coverage because it seems so good. Uh, in terms of podcasts, you've got others, you've got the likes of Inside the Rope's Kilkabolic, those type of guys are massive. I mean, we had Jericho over here,
0: yeah. I Jericho mean, was here
2: last night, exactly. I mean, the thought of me not here, but <laughs> in Glasgow, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got on the podcast, know, Don't Jamie, get too excited, listeners, he yeah, wasn't I mean, with us,
1: like mean, Jamie. Uh, Stacey and Sarah will crouch uh, for us Jericho loves a, loves a wee hoppin Aye 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 <laughs> Loves <laughs> <laughs> a wee bit glass of Bucky <laughs> And you've also, they were getting in touch with
2: the likes of Ryback and that coming over the other that Having that type of, having the scene back there has kind of helped I mean, I think a lot of people lost by a lot of love for wrestling in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. Where we had John Cena and Mania running well Do you think the UK scene getting back to that way helped most of us get back in love with rhythm. I mean, James Obviously said they were of moment. Mm-hmm.
4: It was it was ICW that got me watching wrestling again. I, I got I got told about it, and I, my first um, live wrestling event was Square Go 2015, and it was it was that that got me back to watching wrestling really uh, after like a six seven year hiatus, if you want to call it for one. Mm. So
3: there's something about so when I watch. The main way I get my wrestling nowadays is I don't have a subscription to like any on demand, but I do have access to the network and stuff like that. So I will occasionally watch NXT and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you do get a bit tired of it. But every time I go and watch a live show,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I'm like getting way more interested in it. Like there's almost it's almost I don't want to say the word. It's not like a drug, but like it's a there's like a, an increase and then like a slow drop off period. Yeah. So if I've not gone to training or I've not seen wrestling in a while. You start to forget about it but then after you've seen it or done it, you're, it enters your mind a lot and you're like I'm gonna go re-watch King of the Ring, like something, it just enters your I'm gonna go do that Don't, so
1: re-watch, I think, King don't, don't, <laughs> don't re-watch King of the Ring
3: <laughs> well, ICW is one of the, the main reasons that I actually started loving wrestling again, it's the main reason I actually started doing it as well hmm. See like, I never
0: stopped watching wrestling, like obviously, I didn't get into it until I was like a bit older But I'd always watch like the highlights on Sky Sports Sunday afternoon Um but I remember it was like you obviously had Insane Fight Club on BBC but you also had the YouTube documentaries like Dallas and Grado would do and you had mm-hmm. the whole Get Grado Booked on ICW Brilliant! <laughs> I love that! <laughs> and like that's how, my first show that I was actually old enough to go to It uh, was the first Baramania and I had no clue how half these guys were you had like first Lionheart and Polo match you had like Damo and Drew and I was like well obviously you know who Drew was, but it was like and I was
1: just a love with it, like every single match it like, just kept getting mm-hmm. better and I've just not looked back since then Could we maybe not mention Just Justice <laughs> in this podcast? <laughs> After the slate and I took the other night point, You just did <laughs> So
2: far we've talked about the World's Fort Days early days The original influx of the UK stars in the US and the rebirth of the UK team the likes of Progress and ICW Now let's take a trip over to Japan and talk about the an influx of UK talent over there. I've got, yeah. got my passport on me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dave's give me 10, Oh, well, Japan's still a place to visit, but I'll put that on my list. <laughs> right. To, to kick this off, do you have any stats for us regarding this, Dave? On Japan, or just oh. in general? In general. Uh, on Japan though. Not on Japan, oh. no, sorry. <laughs> I was hoping for a good thing, but
0: Dave,
2: yeah, Dave, can you tell us a bit about some of these UK styles in Japan? Yeah, the, a few of them... Uh,
3: That's p- what I meant! <laughs> I didn't mean about the country! You <laughs> no, no. no. oh, uh, asked the stats! No! I want the stats with Japan are go on Wikipedia,
2: I meant this Right, bullet! <So>, um, <laughs> I've only watched New Japan a couple of times But some of the guys mentioned this We've got Zack Sabre Jr, we've got Marty Scurll, the villain... And, of course, Will Ospreay Yes, David read the ones that were on the notes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched them at Wrestle Kingdom and they... I think the the Fatal 4-Way between uh, Marty Scurll, Will Ospreay, Naito and... Kishimi K- Naito wasn't in the match then No, sorry Let's, let's move on uh, <laughs> The Fatal 4-Way at Wrestle Kingdom 12, that's let's, match of the night Let's start with Zack Saber Jr. Uh, we know about quite a lot from his time in the UK
1: Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> uh, he the also won the st- promo ever. <laughs> Harry Potter isn't the only wizard from <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: My God. Yeah, Merlin is as well. Moving on. <laughs> but, but he also won the SSS 16 recently at Progress. Uh, he's he's uh, contended for the U Japan, uh, the IWGP World Championship recently. Uh, What's up, thoughts on Zack Saber Jr, guys? Best
1: Good pal- wrestler Best pals with Jeremy Corbyn as well have you seen that, though? What? Yeah. Is that right? I, yeah. He hates the... He hates yeah. the... He hates he, the no, he's very pro-labour, but he was also very. at rallies with Jeremy Corbyn Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's wow. very... we we'll call him Zack Well, his,
4: his Twitter <laughs> description, he does have socialist and... Yeah, he's very he's very politically minded and he's right. very big on labour
3: So that's any
2: USA push then for him then mm-hmm. Socialist! <laughs> Well, man, man. But man, that man can stretch a guy. I mean, submission up, a submission up. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. submission up. He beat uh, so many of the Japan stars recently by submission. Beat them all tap out, I mean. Which in Japan is actually a much bigger deal than it is yeah. Over, yeah. in other promotions. Yeah. Uh, they've also mentioned Matt Matt's girl. The villain. Uh, Party uh, <laughs> You
3: know, for the recent... Um, this is shameful but I forgot the name of what's New Japan's biggest event. He uh, he there's a good photo of him backstage making the costume yeah. uh-huh. He's tinkering with it and he, oh, yeah. and he makes it makes it go and stuff and he's talking about he, he loves his gram. Isn't that sweet? And the funniest thing I've ever seen is uh, when he
2: was on Take Me Out. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Must yeah. we've talked. We've talked about him oh, in the past. We talked about it during the quiz on the charity special. I him.
1: like. Yeah. I like how much of a big deal he is now, and it's just another one we had for the long, 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 long list of people that TNA let go <laughs> during the Hulk Hogan era because they were they were too short sure or they weren't good enough okay. at the time. Like, surely, like, for all WWE's failings at the time, they not no sure it today. with someday they'll put them in NXT. Or they'll put them in a tag team. Or they'll put them in a tag team, uh, or maybe say, hey, you know what, come on TV for a couple of weeks and we'll maybe discuss with the character's theme.
2: Well, you talked about, obviously, he was part of Marty Scott, originally, his original gimmick. He was on Take Me Out. He Ritual was Wrestle Talk, Talk TV. On Talk TV. Yeah. Yes, David, you now know this, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, my quiz has taught you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, but it's when he became the villain that yeah. he really came in yeah. his own. I remember yeah. when he first came on I as a villain. Since so his breakout role... Oh, he's amazing! Though, um, he? Are we all Marley fans here? Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. definitely. i not a Marley fan. Kwaku, obviously played his female on the keyboards. <laughs> I, I piano. Piano? Keyboard?
4: Uh, it's a Piano. Thank
3: you. <laughs> uh, like Plushka's okay. an elegant man. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: a the, classy
2: uh, man.
3: Same thing Pete Dunne does. There's something... And this is again something that you see more Japan and British guys doing joint manipulation. Uh, so mm. with fingers and uh, bits like that. So, take, so The funny thing is... Uh, and and there's, there's like an almanac out there somewhere of like wrestling rules, and a lot of promotions joint manipulations meant to be illegal. But you know it's so good. He gets away anyway. with it anyway. It doesn't really matter. I love when
2: he's about to hit a chicken wing and he actually goes
0: chicken
3: wing. Chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like Kenny
2: Williams shouting
0: CrossFit when
2: he does a crossbody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other guy well, I'm good then, yeah, here. Well, Osprey uh, Jamie, this guy can the five that.
0: Yeah, that makes me kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, see when you just watch them, and like, fair. It works for some people, like. You get people that don't like the gymnastic side and all the flippy stuff, but it's still, still like
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's matched with ricochet as well. I mean, that was I think Meltzer I gave I it a proper
1: I hammering because Vader or was it just ben, Vader. I Vader. I Vader, Vader, Vader? Vader and Jimmy.
0: Back to Jamie! <laughs> <laughs> like people will be like, but at the same time, people are like, well, wrestling's the same way. Um, just because there's this new era of it, but to anybody that can do it, then. I'm much respectfully because I can't even do a cardio. People, I can't do a cardio. <laughs> people,
4: people that hate on flippy things are people that can't do it themselves.
0: Uh,
3: that's exactly you, true, yeah. but
2: <laughs> Can we just not have any more Spanish flies
3: on the apron? Undeniably, a fantastic <laughs> performer, but I don't lean on the side of hating flippy stuff. There are points where it becomes redundant and it almost looks like it's making fun of itself. He's so talented at it, it doesn't really look like that I would say the Young Bucks are more in danger of that than him oh, yeah, totally. He pulls out a lot of stuff that actually makes you go Well, I'm never trying that mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas after seeing the, like ten Paddy the kick,
2: I'm like, can you stop, please Young Bucks I mean, You've got to uh, uh, stop He's
3: mm-hmm.
1: matching with
2: Kushida
3: uh,
1: yeah. He puts on some great seats with Kushida He's also getting great matches with Marty Scurrow Who, you know, obviously that was a, a really good story when eventually he won the Pale for it was always like, the storyline going in was uh, three things certain in life: uh, death, taxes, and beats Ospreay Because he beat him for the Junior Championship. He beat him for the round of Honor title. Yeah, yeah. Tennis yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they had really good chemistry in that match. And he also had a match with uh, Drew Galloway in WCPW as well, where he showed he wasn't just a flippy guy. He was a guy who could. He went on WCPW. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't like the flippy guy in that. He was fighting from under. You know, he was. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Zach Gibson. <laughs> Mm. Uh, uh, he fought him in the World Cup qualifiers, uh, for WCPW as well. And, and again, that was another uh, another non-flippy match. It was just a technical match. I mean, he's arguably got one of the uh, greatest feuds in progress. History with Jimmy Havoc,
2: which they're going to redo a match with. I think it's going to be a death match at Wembley Arena, which sounds great as well. Not just talking about male wrestlers, we are going to talk about female wrestlers as well. We talk about two female wrestlers in particular who, again, we hope get well soon after what happened in the recent weekend. We talk about Viper. Sammy Jane. Uh, Viper is killing it in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Currently, Stardom champion. Yeah. Hopefully, two of them have injuries, I'm not seriously, but. Viper's uh, at Sam, Sammy Jane's out for quite a yeah. while. She's, she's out for, for months. She's quite a while. But uh, it's amazing how Viper even Kayleigh Ray yeah. are over there regularly. I think they spent all of January in Japan. Kayleigh Ray from, recently went over to Europe as well.
0: Iron and Fyper was in
1: France as well, yeah. they were taking over the world. They're tearing it up now, Fyper, Fyper and, <coughs> sorry, uh, Kaylee, both in a. May a, classic. a classic, yeah. yeah. call it the cruiserweight classic, yeah. <laughs> There's too many two of them. <laughs> <Piper's> a
2: cruiserweight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, er, uh, it's amazing, I mean, these. You think,
2: uh, of all these, of these types of but who's the one that's really the flag bearer, or is it really a really flag bearer? Are they all should. Are they all should they all be seen on equal ground? I think they're, they should all be seen on equal ground because obviously they're both different characters. They're all different characters. They're all different styles of wrestling as well. Uh, again, you know, they just have different representation in different ways, and I think that's what makes them all really stand out in their own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean- it
3: is. Yeah, no, that's really cool that they've all got a different niche. No one's stepping on anyone's toes. All uh-huh. Those different characters, it's really interesting.
2: The Kay- Kaylee Race was sort of the filthy generation. Vipers just tearing it up like nobody's business and...
3: And then with the guys, you've got Zack and Your submission. You know, yeah. And there's the villain. But what's going to happen once they keep getting more popular and people are going to have to cross over? Or are they going to be fighting on home turf and away or...?
2: I was, I was really hoping that Dave was nearly about to explain Sammy Jane, You say oh, you said, uh, James, I
1: was just like, yeah, yeah, that's my bad. Right. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. But something as well about Osprey, uh, obviously we were talking about the flippy stuff. What did people think uh, a match that you know New Japan hadn't really had the explosion in popularity had yet when he fought Ricochet in the best of the Super Juniors? What did people like Vader and Jim Cornette expect when they criticised that? Because. No everybody likes the same things you like. So it, it was a case of any publicity is good publicity. And that led to, you know, multiple matches with the two of them mm-hmm. and promotions all over the world. It led to, you know, a rise in popularity for Will Osprey and, you know, the sort of fluffy stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah. know it's just it did it beggars sorry is just the criticism of Osprey, just for the simple fact that he done some flips. And it's well known as well that yeah, WWE one.
2: Quite high on our spring schedule as well. So, uh, but uh, moving away from Japan, we kind of obviously the US. We talked earlier on the show how there was a lot of influx of UK guys in the US, and around about this recent years as well, they've started coming back into as well. And the first major ones that did it was TNA with TNA British Bootcamp, which was regular Sunday night doing on Challenge for anybody, also myself. But uh, we talked about this before the show. Uh, What did the the boot camp? Uh, was that a good sign that, they, that
1: the division was getting taken seriously in the UK? It was, but at the same time they didn't do anything of it. It's it's just it was a typical TNA thing.
0: I think it gave exposure to the people or that it. weren't gonna go anywhere. Like at the same like I watched like the, the Fight Club documentary at that point and then switching over and you see Kayleigh Ray and TNA and you're like, Oh my god, like Mm-hmm. This is obviously
2: a big deal. It was, it was good because you seen, you kinda seen some of the people that you watched at shows right, and it was like kinda they were getting in there. It was like I remember the uh, Gnome was the one I remember quite a lot. It was it wasn't high up on the W in the ICW roster, it was kinda mid card but know. I mean wasn't it was a, I heard a lot of people saying Gnome Dark might my favourite to win this tournament and I'm like, he's Scotch, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch <laughs> yeah, this. I I this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean and there was a lot of names in there who you, you maybe didn't know if you weren't as familiar with the scene. Oh,
0: basically,
2: so, yeah. I mean, it was round about the time. I think it was round about the time after I, just after I started like watching ICW W and they weren't as familiar to me. But now they're all household names. Obviously, there was the winner of TNA Bootcamp Two, Mark Andrews. I remember watching it, and thinking, "How is Mark Andrews won this tournament?" <laughs> but then, now, like three or years later, you're like, "Mark Andrews is one of the best then in, in Britain." I, before I,
0: when I saw him, I was like, I thought I, I was really scared of Vanquish Brown. He just looked at him and
2: he was like, Guy, that's a big guy, and now I've like, seen him at shows and he's actually quite lovely. He's not scary at all. <laughs> oh, he, he, he's a crack. On the final three, I thought he should have won it. Oh,
0: definitely. Piers Even point. I remember feeling that
3: yeah. way. Was it Mark Andrews who recently had a quite a, a brutal match? Uh,
1: I don't forget it because now. No, Gulak. Sir? Was it Gulak like, or you were talking about WWE or outside?
3: Ah, uh, maybe talking about WWE. I'm, I'm getting confused, but he's definitely one of the names that. Pops up a lot now mm-hmm. in terms of people like getting more exposure through cross brand promotions. Yeah, which is something that I think is interesting because whether or not you're a big name in your home promotion, if you get picked yeah. up outside of that, that's somehow a much bigger deal. And like these places in the UK are now being used almost as sort of like not like talent training grounds or anything, but people who are smaller at home or bigger elsewhere.
2: I'm not sure whether that's to do with their look or like their, their talent or. I mean. The thing as well about the boot camp as well, it kind of outlined, it was the first real sign that Gredo could have been a start in the industry, I mean, the second series especially while he was in it, a lot of it was centred around him.
1: Him and Arsenal. Yeah,
2: there was the wrestling, the competition wrestling side and then there was the side angle with Gredo. <laughs> Obviously, getting kicked off it, getting back <laughs> on it. He made the final six, should he have made the final six compared to some of the other guys? It's questionable from a wrestling point of view,
0: I
1: think, from a character point of view. I think it was just. the about- it was as scripted as like likes so are tough enough than that, it was, <laughs> it was a simple case that they did have guys where were like right, star, 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 but at the same time, Grado had made a made a niche for himself in Scotland, you know, with a, like, like a prayer entrance and all that, and it was just a case of, right, this guy's big in the UK, we're doing more shows in the UK because WWE really aren't let's get on board. It's like the
2: old sort of reality TV show concept anyway, I mean, you get a guy in there, you, you get them to go far, you know, they may not be the very best uh, or the most qualified to win, but if they're a noticeable character, somebody that draws a reaction, whether they're loved or hated, you want to keep, as if from a, a TV point of view, you want to keep them on the TV because then it'll bring in ratings. Yeah. So maybe that was the, the well, angle they were going The with. thing they did with which was fine as well, I mean, they probably didn't know that they didn't think was going to win it. But... He got to the final six, didn't make it to the final three which we can find He got his big angle at the Hydro with Snow, got the contract, everybody was happy, you know uh, But you look at some of the names as well, it was a, good, it was a mix of kind of talking about, Ross you talked about this before the show, and also earlier the show uh, The people who got away type aspect of it, and you look at some of the names yeah. who didn't get very far in it It was an opportunity missed for TNA, especially one of the examples obviously is Nick Storm down on his Nicky cross. Yeah, it's a case of for some
1: those who got away. It's the amount of people that, like, so Japan, and WWE have scooped up that at a time where TNA are in a rebuilding phase, where they're on, you know, freeview TV in the UK. They could really could make an impact in the industry, and WWE basically, without taking them away from the UK industry, basically signed up most of these guys and uh, most of these girls as well, and the same way, you know, started in Japan and basically got a deal. Right, you can wrestle for your, your home promotions, but you know WWE and TNA come call, don't go near them. And it's it, that's just another example of when TNA looked to be on the rise and then just fell short again. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, there, was, there was loads of situations, I mean I, uh, Nikki Storm, can't
2: stop this. she stood out for me in that tournament
1: to be fair. You look, oh. you look at Nikki Storm, she's the best women's character I think in NXT and WWE, just character wise. And she's a great wrestler. On top of that, you've got Kaylee me and Stardom have talked about hard vibe like, on Sarah Jean, flying the flag for British wrestling in Japan on the women's side. And yet, they let them go. It, 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 there's no much more you can say. It's literally you'll just you'll read that list and go, you let that go. Seriously, you let that go. It's it's beggars. It was also kind of a mix
2: as well. Of, uh, they didn't take. TNA have obviously known in the past for taking. WWE talent using them. But yeah. there was a couple of these guys on the on the competition who didn't take on. Uh, Martin Stone, known Danny Burch of course now. Yeah. And Joe uh, Joel Redman, who was also one half the an inaugural NXT tag team champion yeah. with uh, Neville. That's you know? right. Neville. Yep. So it was kind of that mix as well. I mean, I was obviously maybe yeah. just taking these guys on just because they weren't WWE, but then they realised they're uh, not quite good enough. TNA actually had one decent faction, which funny enough was called British Invasion and it featured uh Doug Williams, Rob Terry, and Magnus. So, who, fun fact, statistic of the day, uh, Magnus, Nick, Mr Nick Aldis, was uh, actually Oblivion in the, re, in the revamped Sky 1 Gladiators. I remember that, I remember, you used to get called B.O. Or what? He was called B.O. He was called the Big O or something. Big O, I Yeah. Think B.O. But oh, he that was the, a, that was a ten. He was the, yeah. he, the was big, big, oh. <laughs> oh. he was meant to be He was the new Wolf, as it were. I don't know if you remember nineties Gladiators, yeah. Wolf was just like yeah. the man the back in the day the guy, yeah. yeah. But um, I think TNA's British invasion stable was very good. It led to Magnus getting his uh, TNA World Championship run, British world champion in wrestling. I mean we've been Praying for that for quite a while, and we just next will be a Scottish world champion. Well, NXT, <laughs> we <we've> got. No, <laughs> Drew. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, and WWE or TNA, if yeah, that's what I mean But uh, we've had many Scottish world champions. Yes, uh, go yes, of course, way. yes. Uh, but obviously, talk, we talk about the wwe the UK division, but they've also got UK guys in about there. Uh, we talked about earlier on the show, the first is uh, Seamus, who's kinda UK. Obviously
1: Ireland Ireland, although WDB12 wasn't the Yeah, Ireland, right? yeah, UK, kind so, yeah. right. so right. of, I'll accept that. Gone back to the British invasion, we've talked about, look, we've talked before with WWE, pigeonholing people in like 205 Live, they've done that with Doug Williams who was a great technical wrestler, like they pigeonholed him in the exhibition. Division. Magnus, yeah he did win the world title eventually, but it was after so many failed storylines. By that point nobody <laughs> cared, it was fact that when he won the world title, the big story in TNA was, you see it again, they let somebody go, you seriously let AJ Styles go, and the only one they really done anything with, because no one liked him, was Rob Terry.
3: <laughs> Can I make a wee point here, is it not interesting that in, the, in all the country stereotyping that they've done, you know, WWE have done some really bad stereotypes based on where someone's from, you is it not interesting it? that the only UK stereotype they did was with a guy who wasn't even from the UK. So they made Buddy Buddy Piper and they were like, ah, oh, that's his name and he comes out and he wears Tartan and stuff. So like, then it's like, Drew Galloway, Nikki, Nikki Cross, like none of these people will do anything that's like, I'm Scottish, by the way, and then eats a haggis in the middle of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do any of that. They but, but with Eddie Guerrero, he had his low rider right, you know, and all that stuff. You know, like yeah. it's yeah. weird that they've not like had someone come out chugging iron brew and like <laughs> s- slamming shortcake tins onto the ground. Like, do you think Vince knows what iron
2: brew is? I don't think he well, does. He didn't, but
3: he, well, there's a story that says he didn't know what burritos were, mm-hmm. despite eating steak wraps every day. Mm-hmm. So when someone when someone someone said a line that was like, "How about we have this guy eat a burrito?" and Vince is like, "What's a burrito?" and they went. Are you kidding? And
2: he went, No, no one's gonna know what
3: a burrito is. I don't know
2: what it is. Why is <laughs> that? Why? Why? why is that so so like... Nikki Cross just carry a bottle of Buckfast with her and just take a slug of it and then she goes all crazy? Could in the could ring? you see them do Buckfast and some Tungsty kicks. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, if, if
3: you can get away with them. Uh, lean, you can get with <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a so or the very, no, east, or the or the the very, very least. But the cups room. are
2: empty, so it's never. It's always implied. It's always a black ball. So that's the UK guys. Obviously, Drew's the one guy you kind of talked about. Obviously, the NXT champion uh, of the past. Obviously, doing well in the main roster. With Wade Barrett a couple of years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Wade Barrett. Wade could, Barrett. You yes. got some bad news. He could have been. He could have been so much more. Oh, he had, he was. He had the most potential to be WWE's first British-born world champion. But they let him go.
3: There were plans for him, and then again, like it always happens. Well, yeah, yeah, happened. yeah, They yeah, yeah. on him a
2: bit. He was injury prone as well but bit. Yeah. You could put in that stable, but I can't remember. Oh, the ah, League of League Nations! Nations. <laughs> yep. Actually, again... Yeah. Most boring theme song <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> He was the stable guy, you know, he had the nexus and also the core as well. Right.
3: But you know, the League of Nations, what was it? It was Rusev, Sheamus,
2: Del Rio, um, and, Del Rio and Barrett.
3: Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Sheamus has done pretty well for himself. Rusev's doing alright. Rusev's got Rusev Day. Yeah, but yeah, if, they, if they replaced uh, Barrett with like Cesaro and then uh, Del Rio with gender, you would have like an all-star faction that would be now. Yeah, just add them in, have like a table of six,
2: you know, make them like the Bullet Club. Oh god, god. <laughs> no!
3: <laughs> no!
2: <laughs>
1: gender Club. <laughs> <laughs> <Even these> old, <laughs> but that's the
3: thing, I was, my main point was, they never really lean on these guys being from the UK. Mm. It's almost like for some reason they're seen as above that. They never make Pete Dunne come in and be like, I'm English.
2: Yeah but there's the UK, you've got the UK division as well I think well, they so they kind of feel separated a wee bit yeah. I think as well
1: though They Finn's, don't let their
2: nation sort of define their characters I think that's what the approach they're trying to take
1: Vince kind of has a thing If they're an English-speaking nation They must be civilised It's like... <laughs> <laughs> generally the thing I always uh. think about with Vince McMahon Is when he picks a foreign meal as the bit in Futurama I'm not from here, I have my own customs. Boom. Look at this crazy passport. <laughs> it, it is just like, because we know there is going to be so many people from the UK, but there has always been a good influx of UK wrestlers. They don't really feel the need now to do stereotypes. But you talk a kind of, you got an idea about pigeonholing,
2: I think for a while, we've talked in the past about with pigeonholing with the Cruiserweight Divisions with 205 I mean, if you think for a while they were kind of pigeonholing the UK division with done 8, 7, Wolfie, Andrews. You think they kind of pigeonholed them for a while until they started getting like Adam Cole challenging, Roderick Strong. You think it was kind of pigeonholed in that way for a while? I think it was kind of a slow build. Yeah, they sort of plant the seeds with a couple of noticeable names again, like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, obviously being the big names coming out of last year's uh, UK Championship tournament. But then obviously they get, like you said, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong challenging, gives them a bit of. Bit of foundation to work with and then they start bringing in more British guys, I think that's a good approach to take.
3: Yeah I think they wanted to do something more with it and it's hard when you have got a limited roster of the UK guys but you know it, it did seem like it's like we've got these five guys that you can have to fight each other for a while but then you know they realised it's not a bad thing to have the title brought into the main scene as it were.
0: I think they wanted just too much too fast, yeah. like they wanted the Cruiserweights, they wanted the British people, they wanted the women's division, like it was all just they wanted to take over the market. But it didn't really work once they finished like the uh, tournament finished and then there was nothing for them. Like they had the guys had contracts but again it was the same matches all over again the same guys going for the title and they just sort of left them to the side after that.
2: You 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 could have thrown in a, a bunch of guys I know, like so Norton dar was on the ro- on the roster. Jack Gallagher was on the roster. Yeah. He actually mm-hmm. challenged the title. He the has season. actually yeah, Yeah, but that that, that was again a wee yeah. bit longer in, that's after it came. I actually
1: think See, if you're, like, Triple H just talked about adding tag titles to 205 Live If you're that, set on a division that isn't selling in the in the United States Why not add UK title as like a secondary title, than like, the US title, the MM title Because a lot of these guys like Dunn, Bay, uh, you know, 27, I'm sure if he loses £10, he'd be Ten? Call it, Cruiserweight's Make me 225 by the way, call okay. it 225 Live no, that doesn't uh, roll off the yeah. tongue the same ring fine. to 205 Alright, call so it Cruiserweight Mania then or something <laughs> But, you know, like Jamie was saying, too much too fast If you you can't build the 205 Live brand and build the NXT brand and build the UK brand You can't have all these brands building at the same time and expect everyone to care There's too much wrestling outside of WWE that watch Throw Put two of them together You've got the talented guys on the UK roster, you've got talented guys in 205 Live. You
2: could make, why don't they just make the UK Championship like specifically for British promotions and that encourages cross promotion and it encourages new quite, matches as it were? I quite like the idea, compared to the US and the European title, they were never just on US guys or European guys, they went everywhere. So I think you've got a guy like Adam Cole. Challenging for the title, it adds prestige to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't pigeonhole it in the way of just that. It's a not bad idea, to have kind of defended. Like we had it on. Yeah, it's a party. party, yeah. Party. A fatal Four Way. No, the exact, last time it was on a show. show as
0: well. I can't remember <laughs> who it
2: was. Tyler Bates took, took, took on Kieran Kelly. He's mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: also for uh, someone else. I forget who it was. Uh, do you know
3: that'd be an interesting way? You know how the hardcore title had the stipulation can be defended anytime, anywhere. The UK title, what if uh, that came with the stipulation? The holder of this title must defend it at UK promotions as well and it would give them an excuse to send other guys to the UK and get that marketing as well
4: Well, they're yeah
3: they're But like much like they've done with Tyler Bate and Pete done coming over here and showing the belt off what if it was on an American guy and they came over to Progress in ICW to
2: defend it An interesting point, you could definitely get that booked The next, all I've got to talk about the future now Obviously we're talking about the last year's C- CT tournament, we're going to talk about it uh, and an upcoming show, and I'll look back on it before the next one coming up. But we've got the future coming up. First of all, World of Sport. It's been revived, it's went down, and apparently it, it's getting re revived with uh, <laughs> Noel Clark, I believe. No Clark. No uh, Clark. Yeah, we I mean, would
4: expect great production if he's involved, because that guy's a um, creative
2: genius. Is there any longevity to it? I mean, no. Do you think there's going to be much to it? I think it'll so. be like the Gladiators revival. You know, it's... <laughs> Once season, in, no interest. It'll last a couple of, couple of years at most and then it'll just die down again.
1: I think, nah. well, see when they brought it back last time, they were trying to do it as an alternative to W, but at the same time it wasn't like the Japan or Ring of Honor, was alternative but it was more hard-hitting, it was more more the 70s 80s style, it was dead.
2: Oh, it, was gimmicky, quite, it was very gimmicky. It was almost yeah, awesome. the Christmas time which made it feel you felt a bit feel good with it, you know. Yeah, they don't won the belt, beat Dave Mastiff, you know, it was all Sandra happy, <laughs> the, the the coffees were wearing face paint, you know, it was happy
3: I Mastiff. think it was
0: too overproduced though, like a lot of people tuned in because they they remember the old days of it and this was just like very bright set, very colourful, very like like what you see on the chase or something and people just weren't invested in it.
1: Something as well. Um uh, a lot of the british stars have, what we're talking about, have got name recognition so you were tuning in to see their style of wrestling and it was basically cut away from them it was like like we mentioned earlier the tribute shows let's copy everything that he does let's do a bit more calm. it was sort of like that mm-hmm.
3: i reckon the the reboot probably has some legs especially as you were saying With no Clark involved they were saying that the main thing is that he's actually very passionate about that project mm-hmm. and he'll add a lot of touch about it too. but what i was wondering was Is it is it just the wrestling part they're bringing back? They're not doing all of the world of sport thing, are they? Just the wrestling section thing. Just the the wrestling, right? Okay. I would maybe even change the name. I don't think the name has as much weight as it really used to. I would say if you just change that about a bit,
2: like to world World of of sport,
3: world of sport brings you, or world of wrestling might be a lawsuit there somewhere, but you know, or, or like world of sport presents whatever wrestling, something like that. Make it seem like a brand rather than just. You know like the old timey TV where it's like you can hear a Tano and it's like And now we bring you to for a wrestling showcase It's like it seems old fashioned
2: World of Sports sounds really old I mean you talk about brands I mean I think it's appropriate time to talk about now uh, most of the wrestlers us are talking about the upcoming uh, UK Championship Tournament Obviously we've got uh, 16 of the best Well, 16 Superstars. Well, 515 are the best guys based in Britain. And Drew Gulak. Oi. I think <laughs> make this in Gulak. I think Vince listens to the show and he's head going, Gulak's from Clarkson? <laughs> <laughs> Could
3: you imagine Vince is sitting in his opulent uh, mansion out in Stamford, Connecticut, and he's just like, God damn it, they're talking about gender and Drew gulak again. it
2: I mean let's talking about this. Dave. Yep. Are you going to be biased on Gulak winning this, but who you, who's your thoughts? Who do, you, who do you see breaking out in this tournament? <laughs> no, to be honest, I think I'm not going to be biased towards Gulak because there's a lot of very big uh, names, like not just from UK as a whole. Don't, but call, but don't say Flash Morgan Webster's all on No, no, no. Flash a, a big name. <laughs> you've got a good mix of guys who are already on the main roster, and a couple of guys from our own turf of ICW. Like Specifically, we've got uh, Joe Coffey and Kenny Williams representing the Ouija's. Um wanna <laughs> say that again? <laughs> yeah.
4: Glass for our American roster.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh you got Jordan Devlin as well coming in for the tournament as well. But also from the main roster you've got Gentleman Jack Gallagher and as as before mentioned Drew Gulak. So I think there's definitely something for everybody to that's just to name a few, we've got other names such as uh, Joseph Connors. Uh, Zach Gibson, you know they're going to be in it as well. Yes, uh, Dave, don't ruin all the names for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> i said about half of them, you've got know, uh, half of them. Jamie, you've probably seen a lot of these guys wrestle, I think, from your time on the Yeah, surprisingly actually,
0: I'm not even just that, I just going to shows, like, you've got your family shows and the ICW shows, so there's a mix around there. Um, quite gutted, there's some folk that I did want, I think, deserve to be in it. Um, but you never know what happens.
4: Name the top one. Who would you say is the top person that you wish? Who's missing? The Uh, one person? Well, see, I'm biased though,
0: right? Because I really prefer his style of wrestling, but I would have loved to see
2: Mark Coffey in it. Mark Coffey was a name that was thrown about, I think, from a fair Mm -hmm. few people. Uh, uh, Obviously, especially when Joe's name came up in the first date. Aye.
0: A lot of people were like,
2: put the two of them together, especially because he's a tryout, you know?
0: Uh, but any of the 16 in there,
1: I mean, what names kind of stand out to you? Oh,
0: only
1: one, only one, soon to be recognised. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> don't need you guys. <laughs> There's
0: someone I'm sorry. sorry.
1: I thought sure. so. I didn't know you thought so. Something I'm surprised hasn't been because before the British, you know, explosion over here with the likes of ICW being really big in progress, being really big. Lionheart was always a big name. I'm surprised he's not been in a lot of these two
2: I thought when <clears throat> they did the story at the Paris, where when we kinda walked out and kind of thanked everybody I thought he's got nothing yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
3: to be Yeah Maybe they're just worrying if he sees AJ he'll flip out and attack him or something Well he has fought AJ since then so
1: so it's uh, No
2: bad blood So is that Gibson's the one that stands out
3: to you? Oh Well,
0: he's just, for the past couple of years he's definitely been a favourite Like He doesn't even need to do anything when he's hated, like, he comes out Says that in a ridiculous accent, and everybody's burning down the ramp, and just like from the zero G title bit that he was in, and everything he's been doing down in England promotions, like I feel like he deserves the spotlight. I
2: mean, one interesting thing about him as well is he he won the the Davy Boy Smith Memorial Cup yeah.
1: many moons ago. It feels like uh, Wild Bull was in that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> <That's quite laughs> something as well about uh, like you were saying he doesn't have to do much; he just does it in his accent. When you hear him talk <laughs> outside, you know he does have a well, of accent obviously being from there. But he he does the simple thing, like Wyoming always says, the best performers are themselves turned up to hundred. They are they don't try to be something or not. He's just a guy who's really good technically, and he can be really good at being unlikable, and he just turns his accent up because obviously. But when you're in the UK, the Liverpool quiddling accent always one that gets kind of sleepy. Yeah. Okay. And he just tubs that right up, just so it's like a screeching sound. And it's just like, gone. You're che- it doesn't matter who he's fighting. You can go to the show and not know who he's fighting, you would be like, I can't wait to see you he'd get your head kicked in, and he's such a good heel. That yeah, yeah,
2: Ross, is there any names that really stand out to you as ones you
1: think, I think I can see these guys win it? He won't win it, but I want him to win it, and it's Jack Gallagher, because I think he's brother. I think he's both as a heel and a face, he's a real, really good serious heel, and also as a face, he, he comes in with like the silly silly trunks and the umbrella under his arm and all that, and people always underestimate him. Like, he's matched with Neville at Fastlane in um, yeah. 2017, absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's also, he's some classic match with uh, Joe Coffey, I mean, Ironman match at yeah. uh, Square Go many years ago, that was, was that the first That match? was my first That's uh, the first ICW. match you ever saw in ICW? Yes. I'm mm, glad you liked it. Yeah, I did. Quacky, you know a lot of these names as well, mm-hmm. Uh will throw this out to you. Who really stands out to you in this tournament? There'll probably be a couple.
4: Erm, um, okay, so state of the obvious for me, Joe Coffey, I'm a big fan of the Iron King, Ironman. Um, Another a, a wee dark horse name that you can maybe mention is Ashton Smith, maybe.
2: I was very surprised to see Smith's name come up. I thought any, yeah. obviously he's teaming with Brown, Rampage Brown. I thought mm-hmm. the any of the two of them was going to be Rampage.
0: Yeah, so you for, would think that, wouldn't you? So for
2: Ashton Smith's name to come out, uh, it's big credit to what the work he's doing. Yeah. Uh, the man can do an eye gouge. Oh my god, he oh looks yeah. so oh aggressive. Yeah. He looks so so <laughs> aggressive with it. Uh, but he's a good he's a good dark horse, I would say. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, what about in terms of who do you think can stand out in the crowd?
3: Well, I have to ask.
2: The winner of this gets a shot at the belt, do they, or do yeah, they? The, 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 the last sixteen matches are going to be at the Download Festival, right? And then the quarterfinals, semi finals finals will be on night one of the UK tournament, right. and a night two, the other wins the tournament gets a shot at the
3: Right. Okay. Uh, I think Joe Coffey.
2: You think Joe Coffey? Yeah. We, I... we know
3: you're a big Joe Coffey fan. You have interviewed uh, him in the past. I th- yeah. I think, uh, to be honest, I think he's. When you look at all the guys that are in this tournament, then look at Joe Coffey, apart from maybe Ashton Smith, he's very WWE looking as well, he's a strapping tank of a guy, uh, and he's a good talker, and he can go, he and to problem. be honest, he <laughs> oozes charisma, Yeah, I don't know, I reckon he could win. He's a very marketable, very talented. Yeah, oh,
4: fair to say. He could promote a march.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, mean, it looks
2: good in a suit as well. I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> ones I would kind of throw, I mean, it may be controversial talking about because he's technically not British, but he is based over here. <laughs> Travis Banks. Cheers, Banks. Uh I think he's one of the best, top five in the UK. Yeah. Uh, I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Even from his days in the prestige with Joe
0: Henry.
2: I'm surprised he's not in it as well. Joe
0: Henry? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's
2: got I think he's got a lot of other stuff going Joe on. Joe
1: Henry obviously is in Ring of Honor tomorrow night in Edinburgh, he's fighting for the mm-hmm. television title. But still, like that's that's another one. Like you look at it. Poor Gulag, you know he's just basically doing what he's told, but people are just like What about him? What about him? Mm-hmm. What about him? <laughs> and people are doing, Drew Gulag's just sitting there like What have I done? I, don't know. <laughs> I, do, I do think though, this, this UK tournament is very NXT based Obviously the first night you've got the very strong style be the Undisputed I've got a feeling it will be Jamie's pick of Zach Gibson And I've got a feeling in the UK title match it will be the Undisputed at the cost too. Oh,
3: but then I have to stop watching NXT because there's a chance that Gibson might come on and go shoot.
2: Oh, that-
0: uh, what? Because he will be recognized uh, he You'll just
3: say, I am.
1: <laughs> I mean, no
3: longer well, see <laughs> he wins the title and then his gimmick dies. Maybe I do. This?
1: No, because he will soon be recognised as the NXT okay. Champion Ah! Uh, <sighs> can, can
2: I throw a name out there that I think
1: No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it. Right,
2: Mate, that's you not under the next month then <laughs> can, can, can I throw a name that I think probably deserves For his work on the UK scene to have a great show At least in this tournament, El Ligero. Yeah. El
1: Ligero, yeah They've no. actually just call, they've announced the brackets I've only seen one match but they're just calling him Legero. Really? Oh. No, like The curse of the first name in WWE okay. It's like the curse of yes. <laughs> Alexander and Adrian have left and now El has left He's just Leggero
3: Well, He's yeah
1: Leggero's fighting Travis Banks Defiant
3: wrestling, wrestling or WCBW He's fighting Travis Banks in the first round You could've told me that before I made that statement <laughs> <laughs> Defiant Wrestling or WCBW wouldn't have gotten very far with the match that he and Mark Kirby put on So yeah. he deserves a lot of props for his work, he, is he definitely? Yeah. It, I
0: think as well, Morgan Webster like, Oh, it's yeah, he's fantastic. Every time I see him, I'm like I just want him to go far, but I know he, like he's not going to win at
1: it. So he deserves to have some good. Never guys. know. Never know. One that will make you very happy, Stevie. Kenny Williams is facing Dave Masters. Oh, oh, oh God. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's going to die. <laughs> Masters
2: going <get>. again. <laughs> I love Dave. man. he's brilliant. I'd love to see him
1: do it. Well. Can I just say, I like Kenny Williams, I don't know what your problem is, I don't like
2: know <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with him, it's Kenny, just... a very technically good wrestler, I have no problem with him in the ring. He's just... He's sold out. I'm going to say Jimmy, you tell us before the show, you've watched Amir John. You've oh, seen yeah? a bit of him. Can you, does, you think he's a dark horse or do you think...?
0: It depends because, like, I know he... You know what other ones sort like, really, like, he comes out does his dances and stuff like that, but when he gets in he's... From- He's got some really good stuff, um, but that
4: also depends if he's allowed to do that stuff when he's there, yeah. or yeah. will it be closed down. Or I, have, be... I have seen Snapchat videos of him dancing to like Punjabi it's MC. Fantastic. It's fantastic! It's, really, it's, it's actually great to see everyone just getting involved and in it. It looked like a good barbie that was going down in the video.
2: Enough, I think you, I've got to put you on the spot actually on this one. Apart from Dave, because Dave knows nothing about UK wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross.
1: You've kind of seen the brackets, so you've made a go move. I've only seen two matches to be the Who's going to be the final four in this tournament? I think... You've put me in this spot. We'll not put Dave in this spot, but let's just put the Specky guy in this spot. (laughs) Uh, I'll go Gibson and... Coffee in one semi-final, and... Travis Banks and... You know what, seeing as Kwaku and Jamie have topped them up, Amir Jordan, maybe maybe put like the likable dancing face against the hated hated Scouser. Hey, excellent, uh, James.
2: What's your thoughts? Uh,
3: Joe Coffee, Zach Gibson, Travis Banks, <laughs> and Flash Morgan Webster probably. It's going to be Gibson, Banks and Coffee. It's going to be Gibson, Banks and Coffee. One of
1: them is going to be See, We've not seen the brackets, sorry, so we're going to put this out there and it's going to be like, these guys are all facing each other. Uh, Quacken.
4: Coffee, Banks, Gibson, Uh, Gulak. I was going to say that we're definitely going to put Gulak in there. Uh, But I'd
0: rather, I'd change up, I'd rather master for coffee. Oh ah.
3: mm-hmm. so so what, Gulak, like Gibson, Banks <laughs> and uh, Mastiff? Oh, okay. Mm,
2: interesting. I, I would have said uh Ella Galero, but now yeah. I know that he's gonna be facing Travis Banks in the first round. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Banks, Copy, Gibson, Gallagher. Oh ah. I think that's
1: interesting tough, That's alright, just copy my first three eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, 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 another quick one, obviously, if you had to put one guy in there who wasn't in there, who would be. You've already done your (laughs) gaming. Quackoo. Again, I'm not
4: going
3: to ask Dave. I'm torn
4: between Lionheart and BT Gun, but I'll go with Lionheart.
3: James? Awww, man, this is hard.
4: (laughs) Surely work I, was it. I, mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, but
3: I was gonna say, I really do want to see Mikey Whitlash back in a, a WWE thing um, Yeah, probably Mikey Whitlush. Oh see. You see, if you've ever seen any of his family friendly work, he's actually, he's totally different no, He's, he's not, a really, yeah. really great
2: wrestler, so yeah, Mikey Whitlash Of course Jimmy Halleck. Oh, your next oh, man. Your <laughs> next man.
1: Oh. All right, now, forget that. Forget
2: that. I, I def-
1: Forget that Ross said Jimmy. That was <laughs> definitely Steve's idea. I'll go Joe Henry. Joe Henry's a really great, right. really creative heel, really creative face. He can work either or. He's also a really good wrestler for the fact that he's only been wrestling for what, five years.
2: Yeah,
1: he's not but wrestled not. long. No. He's not been wrestling long And you know. If he goes to NXT, you know, under the likes you know, Triple H, what we mean, Longer Book Sider we mentioned earlier, I think he could flourish to be... Okay. Johnny Ross as Johnny well. Johnny Ross as well, and top, down, I mean, heel or face. Before we finish, have we got anything else you want to say about the UK wrestling
2: scene as a whole? I love it! I <laughs> That's pretty much it.
1: <laughs>
2: Dave? Of course not
3: being Dave Well, to anyone who hasn't actually been to a UK show yet I don't know how likely that is to our listeners But anyone who's not gone to one, I would recommend going to yeah. any of them
0: that you can 2nd of June
3: <laughs>
0: PBW is back Yes I Can't remember where but it's on the, it's on the website One so here somewhere
4: Somewhere, somewhere not Glasgow somewhere the,
0: somewhere. Source
3: also have shows <laughs> going yeah. on as well, quite regularly as
1: well Sorry, I've got the first round matches Our host for next week's all Women show Sarah Grieve, has came through for us uh, we'll get Ashton Smith, Joseph Connors, Flash Morgan Webster vs. Jaden Strake, Kerry Williams, Dave Mastiff, El Ligero, Travis Banks, Zach Gibson, Amir Jordan. <laughs> Tucker <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a natural one. Tucker, V Joe Coffey, Jordan Devlin, Tyson T-Bone and Drew Gulag, Jack Gallagher. And apparently uh, Drew Gulag and Jack Gallagher has already been done. Yeah. Do I was going to say, I'm not going to say spoiler here It's already happened <laughs> Gulag and Gallagher has happened uh, at NXT taping and Gallagher 1 I thought oh, that was... a taping, that was hey, good. taping spoilers? That's legitimate
3: spoilers, we're going to have to cut that Yeah, we can cut that, that. That's taping spoilers <laughs> Oh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> right. yeah. Well, that's why there was we'll a, put, a... We'll
1: put spoilers in We all like, thought that was well,
3: going to
2: yeah.
4: happen uh, Something I was going to say about like, check out the brittle scene is A lot of times I've seen, like, um, Wrestling News Observer and uh, Dave Meltzer, like, tweeting a lot, like, has anyone got any results from these UK promotions and stuff like that? And it always just strikes me, why don't one of them just come over and actually take it in for themselves? If these these people have such huge following in wrestling, Mm -hmm. and yet it strikes me they've not come over or, like, just taken it in for themselves.
1: Something as well, like, you see a... PWG, they always have very like small venues with lots of people crammed in, they make a bigger atmosphere. Ring of Honor's a lot a lot of older people, there's not as many kids there. Not just saying it because we're in Scotland, it is tame compared to the Scottish crowds. I'm sorry, it just is. It's the British crowds are louder because we don't get as much wrestling, even though we've had this this explosion, we don't get as much wrestling. So we're mere into it and we make a night out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: If he thinks PWG and Ryan Borough have a great atmosphere What would they think of the likes of ICW or Progress Which is kind of like a, a you know punk promotion sort of thing Yeah, you see there's so much to love with the UK And as we said if you've not been to a show We would
2: recommend you go to the show And on that note That is the end of our British Invasion show We've covered pretty much everything UK based If we've not, please tell us off on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram At Suplex Retweet Right, coming up in the coming weeks on Suplex Retweet Next week it's happening We have got the all women show, which Jamie will be on
0: Historic woman show
2: HISTORIC! All women! Me and Ross have an agreement that we're not going to say that But you've said it, so you're okay
1: I I made Dave not say it, and then I also (laughs) said to Sarah I do apologise, we will promote your show With the respect it deserves, and then Absolutely One of the fun. panellists just put so examples
2: No, it's going to be a good show, it's, it's the first time i have ever done it here. So <laughs> this week, I don't think it's ever been done, I don't know if it's ever been done on another podcast But it should be good Also in the coming weeks, we've also, as we said, we've got a look back at last year's UK t- uh, tournament So that's an interesting look on it We then got the live debuts of Ross McLeod We'll be talking all things Money in the Bank
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing a pod of two halves We're going to be doing the first half, talking about the history of Money in the Bank and our favourite cash-ins, our favourite moments of the actual pay-per-view outside of <laughs> Jamie's for Dolph Ziggler So, she might be on the pod Well, pretend you didn't hear that <laughs> uh, And the second half will just be a preview of the 2018 show And then a week later we'll be doing a full review of the 2018 Money in Bank But we'll also, on Anchor, Quack is assembling the Dream Team for another... <laughs> NXT, <laughs> another NXT preview Yep this is this is Ross also trying to slide into that one. <laughs> he, he's not on that dream team. Yeah. <laughs> always sliding into the DMs, Quacken.
2: Yeah. So we've got so much coming up here at Supply Street. So please follow us on all our social media accounts. People inform me what's going up. We're hope to will do some interviews in the coming future. So stay tuned. Yeah. Sure. But from the team here at Supply 2 I'd like to thank Ross, James, Quacken, David, and Jamie for joining me, guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you <laughs> Bye bye. I've been Stephen Wilson, and we'll hear from you next week. So until then, goodbye.
3: I don't care what the f*** you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important your life, you honking bag of d*** tips, you know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mom's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!
0: Sports Social Podcast Network With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just
1: about anywhere.